Welcome to another episode of Think Fresh, everybody. The only podcast dedicated entirely to bread and what's between bread. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You like your bread spread eagle or no? Uh, By that you mean open face. (laughs) I I do appreciate the artisanal qualities. (laughs) Ah, yes. I love when you press down on it, like with your top two fingers so that the, the... Toppings don't slide off. Are you telling me you pinch the raw veg and meat with your hands on an open-faced sandwich? Yeah, usually, you know, you can't all you can't always chomp right through, uh, you know, what's whatever is on your bread because, like, usually I'll have like some kind of salami on there, and that requires like a nice hard pinch while you bite down on it. That is barbaric. I eat all my open-faced toasties either with a knife and a fork if it's messy, if it is somewhat manageable via hand, I will very delicately pinch it by the sides of the bread and nibble away at the edges wherever it looks like it's starting to get a little loosey. Mm. That's simply impossible. I don't know what kind of sandwiches you're eating that call for a knife and fork. Um, this is something that I would actually like to dive into right now. What, Let's go! <laughs> what properties of a sandwich make you, Ty, want to use a fork and knife to eat? Ooh, I think, um, well, obviously, like I said, open-faced, because open-faced sandwiches, toasties, if you will, are living in the same world as flatbread. And I think flatbread is an acceptable food to eat knife and fork do you agree with that statement (laughs) uh (laughs) yes and no (laughs) i guess it depends um i suppose the north american way of eating a flatbread or a pizza if you will if we're just gonna draw these assumptions Mm -hmm. might as well go all the way we're not talking about Um, pizza right now we're talking about flatbread specifically that's true i think the only difference between flatbread and pizza is the use of cheese and if it's acceptable. If an Italian nona would slap you across the face for calling it a pizza, then that means it's not a pizza. <laughs> yeah. If nona known likey, then it no exactly. pizza. Exactly. Yeah. Those are shots fired directly at Virtuous Pie. Hey. Um, but yeah, so North American way, you're picking it up by the hand. Uh, European way, you're using a fork and knife. Mm-hmm. But a sandwich, I think we're, we're messing with the wrong wet-dry ratio here. I think that's what separates it from a flatbread. Mm, okay. Uh, what is an appropriate wet-dry ratio for a sandwich versus a flatbread? Um, with, in the absence of real numbers here, I will say um, <laughs> if, uh, if it's not covered in oil, then it's a go. Cool. You know what's interesting about this, though, is that Subway always democratizing food has flatbread as an option on the menu. It has the flatbread. Mm-hmm. And they consider that a sandwich, <laughs> I would think. They sell mm-hmm. it by it's the It's a bread long. option. It's not a, it's not a lunch option. Right. It's just a bread option. But it walks this very thin line between sandwich and flatbread. And I would feel comfortable eating a flatbread footlong with a knife and a fork. And you know why, Eric? I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> flatbread isn't about the sauces it's about the structural integrity of the grain flatbread grain is typically very limp dick 
it just like flops <laughs> around so it's not capable of holding all of those toppings without some other for- type of reinforcement that's why you need to s- cut it up in a little bits and scoop it with a fork mm, but you know what though um i feel a little bit bamboozled when i get the flatbread at subway um because they fold it in half mm. so the flatbread is really just the bread you know and like what difference is that from a wrap it's just thinner it's really challenging to um define <laughs> and categorize the flatbread at subway is it a wrap is it a taco is it a new york style slice <laughs> it could be any and all of the above it could even be a pita mm-hmm. you know do you think they only fold it because they don't have cutlery in subway <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have spoons for the the, the mystery soup. Ah, yes, the mystery soup of the day. Yeah, <laughs> or or the uh, or the macaroni du jour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, disgusted. Oh, you yeah. should not be eating anything with a spoon with a sandwich. I think that's my hot take. Mm. I think a soup and sandwich is. I don't know. It doesn't seem like I know it's controversial opinion, but I don't think it's the best. The best combo to go with your sandwich. Mm, I think a nice well, fresh salad is the option. Mm, I did have a salad with my sandwich today, but I will politely disagree with you. I love soup with a sandwich, especially when you get like some really nice bread. So like the Subway equivalent to that would be your Italian herbs and cheese or um, maybe something a little bit crustier, like a double toasted honey and oat. Because if you have a thick and creamy soup, you can dip that bread in the soup. And mm. I think that's how they pair, pair each, other, each other off nicely. Okay, that is a good, good point. Um, so is a beef dip just a type of soup? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the beef dip is, I guess, like the role model for soup and sandwich getting along. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have the dip without the beef, and you cannot have the beef without the dip. That's very true, yeah. Imagine a just getting a, is that like broth or something? Like, is it a, is it a beef broth? I thought it was just like, uh, like really, really finely chopped onions and some water. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to do you want to walk us through what you did have for lunch today? Because you mentioned you had a sandwich and the salad, so I feel like this platform is by far the best place to talk about that kind of thing. So what did you have? This is the appropriate place to discuss sandwiches. Um, I went to a local spot, Railtown Cafe. Um, it has a nice selection of soups, salads, and sandwiches. Ooh, voila. Yep. I'm sure, Eric, you're very familiar with the Railtown Cafe menu. But <laughs> I will <laughs> break down exactly what I ordered for the breadheads that are listening. So what I got from Railtown Cafe was the veggie sandwich. I would call it an eight-inch sandwich. It's somewhere between a six and a footy. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's quite thick, so it fills you up like a foot-long wood. Uh, I got the veggie version of that. So that's going to be a ciabatta, no, a focaccia bun. And get this, inside we got roasted tomatoes, yum, roasted peppers, double roasted, mozzarella it was really creamy today wild arugula we're not talking no normie grocery store arugula mm-hmm. pesto which has a real kick some garlic mayo to cream it up 
And the whole thing is like very gently toasted. Now I got that with a side Caesar salad. It was a very big lunch for a little boy. Holy fuck. I think that's uh, probably my favorite order there. Like that exact mm-hmm. thing you just described. Preach it. Whew. Such a good sandwich. I think um, I think the uh, roasted sun-dried tomato is probably the, my favorite ingredient in there because it's like perfect tang to go along with like the creaminess of the mozzarella and the and the mayo mm, the pesto just gives it that kick too it's mm-hmm. a it's a fantastic sandwich yeah they dance well together for sure mm-hmm. they are they are a, a dance crew mm-hmm. speaking of uh, focaccia i had a little bit of focaccia as well mm, what kind of what, what did you put on your your bread well today i had a deconstructed sandwich um mm. which in other words is a shark coochie board Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, basically without having time to cook anything I just like took everything out of my fridge that was edible like just out the gate and just threw it onto a plate so let me walk you through that okay uh, had some leftover focaccia so I mm-hmm. just like chopped that up a little bit into cubes. what are the odds that both of us would eat focaccia on the same day the synergy oh, of this yeah. podcast let me tell you <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you, man, this is uh, this is definitely not planned. This is full organic, <laughs> just two breadheads fully, uh, you know, sending it. So Yeah, embracing the culinary institute that is sandwiches. Yeah, and mine is definitely a like, weird mix of stuff because I had um, two different types of bread here. One is the focaccia and the other one is the uh, Mediterranean loaf mm, that I got a from bread, A bread medley, a breadly, if you will. <laughs> exactly. So... Uh, what I did was I like just put some butter on on the Mediterranean loaf, had that with um, that focaccia, and I had like a little plate, a side plate here with a little bit of olio and uh, mm-hmm. and balsamic to mm-hmm. dip in. Um, balsamic also, de Morena, uh, of course, right? Oh, of course, I actually do have that exact one. Excellent. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I also had some mortadella, uh, a little bit of Gruyere cheese. Some cognac-infused pâté, uh, a little bit of blue brie, mm. and that's it. That's pretty good. I think you hit every every corner of the classic charcuterie, except something pickled. Yeah, that's true. I guess the vinegar kind of like played in that uh, world for me a little bit. So I didn't I didn't feel like I needed anything else. I'm a little worried about you, Eric. I mean, that charcuterie sounds really good, <laughs> but uh, I believe you said that there was some mortadella on that board. That's right. Yeah. So you you've seen the news. You're not. You don't live in a hole. You know, <laughs> mortadella is very dangerous right now. Yeah. Well, that's only. Uh... Fuck. I don't know, man. I think that's only like. Where is this? Okay, you just tell the fucking story. I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe some of the breadheads have already heard about this, but this is breaking news across the United States right now. Um, the new coronavirus, if you will, there's been a listeria outbreak, which is kind of like salmonella, that's already got 10 people sick. And it's coming from salami, mortadella, prosciutto, basically all of your deli meats across the United States. There's already been nine people that have died from this. So this is some serious infection going around. 
I mean, stay stay away from deli meats, man. They're the new coronavirus. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly why you're worried about me because you know I only get my meats uh, imported from Italy or sourced locally. So I'm not buying no regular generic store brand stuff um, like Subway does. So you, right. you know, you might have. Uh, I mean, there's a good chance that Railtown Cafe might have had some uh, compromised salami. <laughs> yeah, big, some yeah, compromised cold cuts. <laughs> some compromised cold cuts. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, you only consume meats of distinction, so you need not worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, so, but however, any Subway regulars listening to this podcast, heed this warning: stick to the veggies or the chickens for the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what's the current death rate here? What's the death toll? The damage report, if you will. Okay, well, I thought only 10 people had gotten it, but I misread the number. It's 10 people have died from it. So I'm not sure how many people have actually gotten this listeria outbreak yet. Damn. But that's 10 is too many. Not on American soil. Yeah. What's uh, what's got a higher death rate, though? Uh, Listeria or uh, COVID? Mm. The the pandemic. Yeah, do your own research, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um speaking of violating shelter in place, <laughs> I wanted to do a little scene report for you today, Eric. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not at home recording where I normally would be. I'm actually sitting in my car outside our subway. <laughs> oh boy. That's right everybody. I'm on ground zero right now. I can see wow. the big white and yellow logo shining down through my windshield. Wow, he's at ground zero at the wet market. What's mm-hmm. uh, what's it looking like in there? Is it busy? It's pretty quiet inside. I'm not going in. I'm. This is. I feel kind of like I'm like <laughs> the guy that's like stalking an ex girlfriend kind of thing. I'm like just sitting in the car across the street, looking through the window. <laughs> just, I was just in the neighborhood. <laughs> mm. Hmm. And then when the um, sandwich artist looks at you and you make eye contact, just signal them to come here. <laughs> yeah, come to me. <laughs> uh, not much has changed. It's kind of funny to visit places you once used to go quite frequently. Now, uh, the regular listeners know Eric and I, neither of us have been inside a subway since this uh, grand old pandemic, this great core has began. So this is a bit of a trip down memory lane to revisit old stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything different there? Yeah, so there's a few things. The most obvious difference is signage. So I see a new sign for updated temporary hours. There's a sign <laughs> that they're now doing Uber Eats, and there's a sign that says that wearing a face covering is requested. <laughs> <laughs> now, you should do everyone a favor and rip down the Uber Eats sign. We know that's like a bad move. Yeah, or doing everyone, all the customers a favor. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Like, I think the real virus is signage. Like, this pandemic, there's so many wayward signs now. You walk into any public space and you are just bombarded by, like, poorly taped up paper signs and bad typefaces. Mm. But you know what, though? Like, sometimes the best restaurants will have some, like, really shitty signs outside or, like, put little to no effort into their graphic design or you know have somebody's cousin do the typeface you know Mm. you'll have like 
you know, people focus on the food at hand or the experience um, and like crafting things with love and maybe they don't pay, pay attention to, you know, the more ornamental things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I totally get that. Uh, I'm not as concerned with quality of signage as I am with quantity of signage. Oh, the okay. challenge for me is the the breadth of signs and their placement. I just feel like everywhere I look, there's a sign telling me where to walk, what to do, where to look, what to say. Mm. Making Propaganda. it even closer to uh, a wet market in Wuhan. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> this this subway yeah. that I'm looking at right now through the glass in the rain, it's starting to feel a lot <laughs> like a wet market. I'd imagine wow. that they're putting some new bats in a bucket right now. Wow, very melancholic. Is that, mm-hmm. Will that be the new uh, sub? The 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 bat bat sub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think many people are going to go for that. Damn, um, that's hard. That's rough to hear, man. I I thought um, you know our local subway would come out of this pandemic stronger than ever and more in line with its original values of providing low cost quality fresh ingredients to the people um Mm -hmm. and you know letting as many people as possible uh eat fresh but it doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like that's happening no i too expected to roll up and see a lineup outside this subway's door much like i would at the uh crooked whole foods (laughs) who is uh who's better signage sub our subway or budway For the listeners that maybe missed that reference, Budway is a local cannabis shop here in Vancouver that has blatantly ripped off the Subway branding. You can peep their storefront on our Instagram. We posted a few weeks back about it. They have a, they definitely have a sign problem. (laughs) They're addicted to making signs. Hmm. Uh, I'd say that they are doing a better job though. It's more, they're more aligned with the Subway brands. This updated temporary hours sign. Wow. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I want to quickly touch on uh, like, you know, speaking of like ruining things um, I mentioned blue cheese as part of my lunch. And Mm. one thing I was thinking about while eating it was blue cheese is just good cheese. That's been ruined, but therefore it made better, you know, blue cheese being the moldy parts. If you see Mm. those same, uh, you know, visual identifications on any other food type you're like almost going to throw up and then you will throw it out you know throw you throw up and then out um Mm -hmm. but if you see a little bit of mold on your on your blue cheese that's uh you know the price goes up so i wanted to ask you are there any other ingredients or anything really that would benefit from you ruining it Mm, yeah i (laughs) can see it I could see the uh, this blue cheese is like the equivalent of like a nicely broken in pair of Amiri jeans. <laughs> I would say that that would be the blue cheese equivalent of clothing. Uh, wow! So blue is blue cheese just distressed cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a Holy nice shit! Green this is a great, uh, yeah, it's a nice parallel here. Mm-hmm, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there isn't many other foods, though. Yeah, I can't think of uh, very many. I mean, like an aged, like a cured meat, maybe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, that's been, that's gone through some kind of process of ruining. 
Yeah, you really literally have to like punch grapes to make wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I got one um, for you. Uh, my good friend, the carrot. I recently learned that if, if you take a raw carrot and you're about to chop it up or bake it or whatever, if you are intimately involved in the food preparation of your carrot, it is recommended mm -hmm. to take the shaft of the carrot and with two hands, gently just bend it in about, about just like 10 degrees around all sides, really like flex it. The carrot likes to be stressed a tiny bit before it's chopped up and consumed. Apparently, that stress brings out more flavor and nutrients. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of like performing the Gluck, Gluck 9000 on a, on a carrot. But <laughs> in this case, you're getting uh, the stress is good stress. Mm -hmm. um, Facts. So that's interesting because I've heard the opposite for other vegetables, like like certain leafy greens. Like if you chop it up too much, then it releases like more like bitter flavors. Which is mm -hmm. why, like, I'm pretty skeptical of Shreddist. <laughs> yeah, Shreddist has been, like, to a <laughs> war camp. <laughs> it's Guantanamo <laughs> lettuce over here at Subway. Mm -hmm. So you're bending your carrots. Um, and that's supposed to be good? Yeah, you get real nice with it. You don't want to be too, too hard. You want to be really gentle, really caress it, but just a nice bend. It likes that. That's what gets the carrot going. <laughs> <laughs> great well, i'm glad uh you gave me that visual yeah who who knew that getting a carrot fully torqued would uh bring out flavor but it makes perfect sense <laughs> oh man i'm uh, i see uh a car very similar to yours outside my apartment right now and starting to make me think that you're not camping out at subway but you're camping out at front of my apartment <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that would be a really funny twist to this story there is um i will uh, reveal to the breadheads that Eric does only live about a 15 minute walk from our our go-to subway it's always within reach any hour of the day for you when you get those cravings you just can't resist yeah and I think the most poignant point there is uh, that it's not the closest subway either there's a, <laughs> yeah. there's a subway that's even closer than that that's a good um, point yeah so I mean I hope to see you one day IRL Season two, baby. Season two. Season two. That's when we're going to drop season two. Yeah. As soon as this uh, great core ends, we will uh, reconnect for a foot long and start the second mm -hmm. season IRL. Yeah. When the, uh, when the leaders or the powers that be uh, decide that the pandemic has, you know, come to a conclusion, then we can uh, go back to hanging out and, you know, Contracting other viruses at Subway and not the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Like you could get some serious food poisoning from that egg salad mm -hmm. sandwich. Mm -hmm. Or uh, apparently some salmonella from this cold, these cold cuts, compromised cold cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are um, pretty dangerous to consume right now. I would, I would steer clear. Mm -hmm. All right, but well. That, that's why we uh, are only eating... At the grocery store. That's why you turn up to Whole Foods every day. Yeah, that's right. Um, Whole Foods, Bosa, farmers markets, you know, health as well. So invest in yourself. Yeah. I heard you rolled up to Whole Foods last week with a new pair of Margella kicks. Is that true? <laughs> 
It is. It's about the only time I do get dressed up these days. So I had to put on the Marjalas and roll up to Whole Foods. What'd you get? Uh, were they um, the replicas or what? what which which <laughs> yes. one was it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I got the replicas. Um, you know, just a new beater shoe, basically. Yeah. Fine looking fellow, though. You, Thank you. You want to look good when you're spending 30 bucks on kale. Yeah, exactly. So one day I want to be shopping at Erewhon and get, get my Erewhon drip going uh, mm. and not worry about these like Whole Foods people beneath me. You know, as soon as Amazon bought Whole Foods, it was, it was game over. It's a start. You know, of the end. Yeah. It, yeah. Aero, Aero, yeah. As soon as Amazon got Whole Foods, it was game over for any of the cool cats that used to go there for their um, cauliflower and um, organic coffee beans. Mm-hmm. yeah it's gone to the point where like i want to overpay just so that like the crowd is nice and that i get treated with uh you know some respect around here mm-hmm. while also discovering new meal options like a like a crispy quinoa chocolate bar <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> maybe some canned fish salad yeah my uh grocery list has gotten more and more outrageous like since the core started like mm. I literally, I'm looking at it right now, and I literally have um, seaweeds, like a specific seaweed snack listed, and banana chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Whole Foods can get to your head, man. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. Nothing like um, if you see the word "ancient grain" written more than twice on your grocery list, you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I gotta get my ancient grains up. Yeah, I need more folate in my diet. Yeah. Well. I'm going to probably run to Whole Foods today or tomorrow. So uh, let me know if you need anything, pal. Will we'll do. I could probably like get a few more uh, cruciferous vegetables. So I'll send you my oh, list. Yeah. Perfect. Um, okay. Well, I guess that wraps it up for today. It's been a real run. Mm-hmm. Uh, honk twice before you leave Subway. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> Okay, I hope uh, Sandwich Art is looking at you confusion. <laughs> nope, no eyes. They are very Perfect. into their art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, already, oh, think fresh, okay. everybody. <laughs> All right.